played. You know what that means. It's time. Skull. The Vikings versus Jaguars. GMG's pregame show. Everybody, it's Dave here for Vlogmas Day 4, and we're doing Vikings versus Jaguars on the GMG pregame show. And we're off to a heck of a start. Anybody heard of George Thurgood? One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer? One. No, Dave, we've never heard of George Thurgood. Dude, we're guys in our 40s and 50s. Who hasn't heard of that song? Stop it. (laughs) Anyways, that's what it feels like. Joining me tonight. One scotch and one beer. Is on my top side, the bass ripper. The Drew's done. What up? What up, GMG dudes? What's going on? Everybody out there in TV land? How's everybody doing tonight? Take that ridiculous hoodie off. I don't want to look at that thing online. (laughs) Never. (laughs) And then... What up, up, Spinny? Then joining us below from the frozen north up there in Fargo, the drone Master Rhino, king of the jungle. How you doing, Rhino? What's up, boys? What are you drinking? It is the limited edition outdoors deer hunting version of Bush Light. (laughs) Boys Orange. Trying to give yourself an ulcer, are you? (laughs) Hey, you go for quantity, not quality all the time. (laughs) And then, <laughs> I hear you. And then, over here, the great one, Mister Ted Wayne Gretzky, Glover. How you doing, buddy? I'm not great. I- I'm mediocre. Everybody else just sucks. Let's go. You're decent. <laughs> Deep. Average. I love All that right. Intro. It's so brick. So Let's light this candle, wall, baby. Let's talk Dave, what's Jaguars the- football and that they come to town Sunday to play our famous Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Wait, before we start, Dave, what, what's the beer count, Dave? You look like you're on 13. What are you at? Where are you at? Actually, no. <laughs> Why well, I brought up George Thurgood is uh, I started. I didn't yeah, the, think I he's had the bourbon and the scotch. Now he's on the beer. So. <laughs> well, actually, okay. I started with the bourbon, had the beer to make the roll in because I needed that to make the roll in. And I'm back on the bourbon and it's about quite a few. So I'm you're ready. For, you're ready. For I'm, primed, ESPN, baby. I'm primed for this pregame show. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Good. But. Good. 
Normally, Rhino goes over the last game, but it's Friday, and we're only going to talk pregame. Unless there's absolutely something you have to add, Rhino. Is there? No, I got really nothing. I mean, you guys covered her all pretty good in the in the Raw show after the game last week, so we can put that in the rearview mirror. And uh, time to move forward to the other kitties. Did you see that Kirk Cousins won the Offensive Player of the Week for that last performance against the Panthers? And Dalvin Cook won Offensive Player of the Month. He sure did. Now, do you think he can continue that versus the Jags? God, I sure the hell hope so. <laughs> it's Jacksonville. I mean, they're they're fully entrenched in the either tank for Trevor, fail for Fields, whichever. You know, Doug Marone is whichever for Trevor. Just yeah, sitting here, just uh, playing out the end of the season. I mean, you know, as soon as the, the season's over, his uh, key's not going to work in his office door anymore. You know, so. We'll see. Ted? What? Any opinions on this upcoming <laughs> game? You know, we are on, we are on fire on this show, aren't we? Oh, yeah. This show oh, yeah, we, we're lighting it up tonight, boys. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't know what to make of this game. I mean, on paper, you look at it, and Jacksonville's one and ten. The Vikings have climbed back to within a game of five hundred. When what a month and a half ago they were sitting at one and five, and and they look like they were very much more in contention for the first pick overall than than a playoff spot. I, you know, two weeks ago or whatever it was, we said the, uh, this upcoming three game homestand, which was Dallas. Carolina, and now Jacksonville. One of these games, we fully expected the Vikings to stub their toe on, and, and they they did that. They sure did that against Dallas. Mm-hmm. They, they squeaked out a win against Carolina thanks to some hor- horrific quarterback play by one Theodore Bridgewater at the, end of the, of, at the end of that game, and exemplary quarterback play by Kirk Cousins. I would call it horrific at the end of the game, but especially at the is. beginning there of the it game, is. it was terrible. Everybody else would. Everybody else would. You're the only one in that foxhole. Stop it. At the end of the game, he drove down and got the field goal range. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> throwing a challenge flag on that one. Yeah. Freaking, I'll throw the challenge. If that was, co- if that was Cousins, you'd be, you'd be saying that he, got a, he gets a fucking F for the entire thing because he didn't finish out the game. Bridgewater had a wide open receiver in the back of the end zone. Oh, in the end zone, and he should have hit him. That was hard. I mean, that would have been the the go-ahead points, and we'd have been screwed. But (laughs) he threw it 10 yards behind him, or more busted his ankle or tweaked his knee or did whatever, trying to go back for the ball because it was so far behind him. And – so if anybody's getting an F grade for not finishing out a game, it has to be Mr. Theodore Bridgewater from last I week. agree. So okay. just so we, they, we just want you to be consistent here, Dave. So they won that game. I, and so I don't want to pull a Stefano 
before the Denver game last year and, and make a declarative it. statement no, no, and make a declarative no, statement about no, how the Vikings are going to do. It, don't do it. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm just saying they, they've had their stub their toe game. They had their barely eke out a victory game. So hopefully they've gotten it out of their system. And, and if I was ever <clears throat> going to expect the Vikings to play a good football game, you would think it would be at home with a, an increasing chance to play past the 16th game of the season against a very bad football team. We'll see. Yeah, but they haven't had a good record at home this season. No, no, you're right. They haven't. So, no. I, I mean, there's – there, there's there's a lot of things that make me uh, feel pretty good about this game, but every time I I, I I start feeling pretty good about this game, I think to myself, well, this is the same team that they couldn't drive the field against Tennessee. This is the same team that sucked against a pretty bad Falcons team. This is the same team that was pretty terrible against a pretty terrible Dallas team. So, it, it, you know, I, I, I think we say this every week, which – which Vikings team is going to show up, I guess? It, it all comes down to that. Are they going to come out prepared and ready to play? If they are, I think they'll have a good day. If, if they just kind of take this game lightly like they appeared to for Carolina and Dallas, they're, they're gonna, we're going to be chewing glass late into the fourth quarter. I was listening to Matthew Collar and Courtney um, today. Oh, here we go. And Courtney <clears throat> Cronin was saying, the problem with this team is trust. They don't. They can't trust the team to whether it's going to come out and play well or play badly. And you just don't know because they pl- played well decently against some decent teams. And they beat, of course, Green Bay in the win game. But they've come out lousy against some bad teams and lost against Dallas and Atlanta. And you just don't know what team's going to show up. Well, but, you know, that that's kind of a recurring theme for this franchise under Mike Zimmer and even before then. You know, well, there's we, we usually get that we, one we either, game we, either we can play up, we can we play up or play down to our competition. Uh-huh. You know, and with Jacksonville being a raging dumpster fire, my concern is we play down to that, you know. The Vikings aren't good enough to take anybody lightly, but we do tend to do that from time to time, and then it bites us in the ass. <clears throat> Drewster, what are your thoughts, and do you have um, any numbers on this game? We have Starlix B rights. <laughs> hey, we got our first comment. My first thought is how fat I'm getting. I really got to go on a diet. Um, you and me both. You know, <laughs> the mystery of whether the Vikings are going to win every week and, you know, play down to the opponent, that's all comes from being an inconsistent team and it's all etched into our brains. You know, nothing more that I'd like to see. Why don't we have the Vikings come out from the get-go, go up 14 nothing, maybe give up a couple field goals, score a couple more touchdowns, be up by 28-6 to six at third quarter. And, you know, why can't we have a game like that? If this, if any game's going to call for it, it's probably, this probably should be the one because we Facing a team that's 31st in defense, 29th against the run, 29th against the pass. What are they, 30th in scoring? They're they're absolutely horrible on paper, but we all know what that means. 
I mean, so uh, was Dallas. I mean, those were similar numbers that Dallas yeah. had, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very, right very off. similar. They're very I, close. I still, Here they are. I still think. I still think, Ted, that the the playoffs were lost on that Dallas game. That you got to win that yes. game, and I think that yes. at the end of the year, that's going to be the one crucial loss that we were on a roll when that happened. Um, we've won four out of five, but let's look at it realistically, guys. This football team has only beat one team with a winning record, and that was Green Bay up in Lambeau. Only one. So this this isn't a team they, they don't not only have don't have a winning record they've lost 10 games in a row. They've lost 10 games in a row. Players on that team have already checked out at Jacksonville. I I want to I want to say that the Vikings are consistent enough to get in there and roll these guys but I can. I'm kind of like what Ted, you got to wait to see what happens, what kind of team shows up. And the fact that we say what what Viking team will show up is right. It goes on the head coach and the staff, if you ask me. That that's where it co- that's where it comes down to. You can't be this roller coaster and inconsistent. I mean, this game should be an ass whooping. And for some reason, all of us think the same thing. Well, it probably won't be because that we're not used to seeing that. You know? We're apprehensive. Yeah, I, I, well, I think we're all in agreement that, that the Vikings should rule this team. But I, I mean, I think we're all in agreement the Vikings should rule this team. But none of us are confident that they will. And oh, there's the oh, there we go with the lines. Yeah, what, what, uh, what am I looking at again here? Vikings oh, are here favored by nine and a half. Over unders fifty two. PFF does not love the Jaguars. <clears throat> they Wait, love what, what was the last offense. When was the last time the Vikings were that heavily favored? Was it the the Bills game last year? The Bills the game. game last year, mm-hmm. probably when. And look what happened with I, that game. Yep. You know what? I was that, no, well, that was two years ago. Two years ago. That was two years ago. But I think that was the only time in Minnesota Vikings history they were favored by 16 and lost by three touchdowns. That is rare. That is a rare line to find. That is See, terrible. That's perfect- beyond terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's it's horrible to hold that kind of I mean, you, if you're favored by 16, the only way you should lose that game is by a field goal. You shouldn't lose by three touchdowns. But the Vikings, I mean, look at look at on the offensive side of the ball. The whole reason they should kick Jacksonville's ass is you know, Thielen and Jefferson and Cousins and Cook. But they don't seem to run away in games. And the defense what has about gotten better, guy? but what about him? <laughs> Fuck, he dropped he got, the he, he, After three years, him. he got his first touchdown. That's tree stump territory. Look, look at it like this. Look, look, look. Simplified like this. Carolina is a terrible football team. They didn't have their best player. They have a shitty quarterback and a shitty defense. All right, and we almost we had to, to him. We we had to go on a game saving last minute drive to beat them, and the only reason they lost is their kicker missed the field goal. That's why the Vikings won that game. They should have lost that back game. to back to back plays in the third quarter where they had fumble recovery touchdowns within ten freaking seconds of game time. Carolina shouldn't have been in a position to beat us, man. They shouldn't have. We are a better team than they are, but they the Vikings don't. Man, this I don't know what it is. They need some killer instinct about them, but we'll be watching this weekend. If the Vikings do go up, get some kind of a lead by two touchdowns, see what kind of see what kind of response they have. If they can just do, if they can go fifty to ten with Jimmy Hitchcock memory, maybe they can do, maybe they can do some of that. But memories of ninety eight, brother. Yeah. I mean that was well they're up what what thirty four to three and they're passing. I mean that's the, that's what I want to see, dude. Cutthroat. You're never going to see that with with this team that with uh, 
Zimmer gets up by six points, it goes into yeah. But we, why we don't you want to see that? Oh, I want to see it, but we don't see it. And it's and we talk about resting um, Dalvin Cook. If we get up, let's rest him. Put Alex Alexander Madison. We in. say that and it never happens though. Dalvin Cook is on yeah. schedule to have three hundred twenty carries. Three twenty. Madison is going to be five or six carries a game. That guy's going to be mean, beat to piss in another three talking, weeks. You know, there's a, t- a good chunk of people before the season started that were saying that we didn't need to re-sign Dalvin Cook because Madison is a good enough back to be a starter. He's getting five carries a game. If he's that good, we need Cook for the stretch run. If we have any idea or mind at all about even trying to make a playoff push, you got to have Cook for the remainder of the season. So, it, like they, you said, we get if we get up by a couple three scores, you let him sit and you let Madison come in and tote the rock for a while. The Vikings can't afford. They have they they can't afford. They haven't been able to afford to sit Cook in any game this year because they've either been behind or it's been too close to call. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we said that about the Dallas game. We said that about the Carolina game. I think we said that about probably earlier in the year at some point, about the halfway point. Hey, look, Cook's starting to get a lot of work. He, he's got He's got to be ready for the stretch run. I mean, boys, the stretch run is here, and Dalvin Cook is, is getting more carries than he was in week one. But as he said, you know, that's what he gets paid for. Okay, but you never – Which is true. So here's, here's – it's true, but, but you never let the player make the, the decision on whether or not he's going to play. Because the great ones will always get in and play, even if they're up forty to nothing, and and you, and, and I and I and and trust me, don't don't take this the wrong way. Because I love that work ethic, and I love that attitude, and I love that um, I want to be out there on every play and help my team. That Lord knows the Vikings need more players like Dalvin Cook. I'm not I'm not saying they don't, but they they can't afford to risk having Cook out there for 30 or 35 carries a game. He's got an injury history. The more carries, the more mileage he gets, the the greater the chance that happens again. And if he gets a serious injury where he's gone for for a game or even two games at this point, it is going to be – I mean, it's going to be a dagger for the Vikings. They they, I mean, they can't afford to keep playing, running him as much as they do, but they, they can't not afford it either with the way they've been playing all these close games against teams they should not be playing close games against. Am I hearing they have no, they have no you, plan B, Ted? No, they don't. Am they have I to he- have Cook. They have to have Cook to structure an offense. You take them out of uh, there. They can't move the ball. That's the biggest thing. I mean, we've seen it before. You know, you take Dalvin out, the play action goes away. Then Kirk is less effective because there's no. You know, that's what he's best is playing off the play action. And if he has no, you know, if they don't think we're going to run the ball, then the play action is gone. So then it's the whole thing starts falling apart. <clears throat> but I thought that's what you wanted. Draft position. Get rid of the coach. We, yeah, we do. But we, 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 we lost that draft position thing a couple, three weeks ago when we started yeah. went on this four out of five run, Dave. You know that. I think the Vikings do want to rest Cook. And I think it's getting to the point where they even know – there's a lot of wear and tear going on as we head into this last month of the season. But I think the combination of not having a quarterback who can carry the team by himself, that in combination with having a poor defense you don't trust, 
always has to have Dalvin Cook on the field. That rely that's why we rely on Dalvin Cook. Those two things to me are the reason they can't sit him. They can't louder sit, for they the can't people in the Dalvin. back of the room. They can't, <laughs> they can't sit. They can't sit him and hope that Kirk no, let's put it in Kirk's hand. Let him run the game out. Let him manage the game. He could run it his way. Put Madison in. If we get in trouble, Cousins can carry us, and the defense can carry us. They they don't have either of those things. They can't. Well, they have it, but they don't rely on it. I don't think they really believe in it. They don't believe well, in their defense. I don't think the defense this year can carry us. They they did in previous years, but not this year. No way. So I think yeah, that's I, why I, agree, I think they I do agree with Dave on the defense. They yeah. would like to save Cook, and, and, but I don't. That's something we all knew starting out the season is that the offense they, is going to have to carry this team, right? Because the defense wouldn't not when we're starting all those rookies. It was impossible. And, and who's and who made that call again? I mean, it, and it just goes back yeah. to you know, it goes Carla back Jones, to Carla Jones planning, made a great how you're spending your money, Zimmer has, who you're drafting. Zimmer has the whole no world. killer instinct, and and, and I, huh? I I agree. And you can't have a killer. I mean, Zimmer has no killer instinct. I 100 percent agree with that. He he likes he likes to get a lead and then sit on the lead with running the ball and playing good defense. Well, that that doesn't work very well when you don't have a great defense. And and who put the? I, I mean, if, and if that's the philosophy you want to run, you better have a good defense. And who made the decision? On the personnel packages this year that ended up with not this year, not just defense. this year, but yeah. the year before and the year before and the year before. Well, I, pretty yes. much every, everything built we, up. We've talked about this before. Everything we've done since 2017. You know, we're we're paying a lot of money to a handful of players to the point where we can't have decent backup players and role role playing guys in there who can you know veteran cornerbacks who can help the young guys out so we don't have to have Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris back there babysitting these guys all the time or, you know, so we don't have a defensive line where everybody starting is it is no higher than a fourth-round pick. You know, a lot of guys are later than that. Uh, Viking Jerome's in the house. You know what? The, the, <clears throat> I don't have any excuses for Zimmer and his defense. You, you go with the great Don Coriel and say – this is the players we got and we got to win with them. We got to figure out a way to win with them. You know, excuses are like lame ass tools of failure. You know, I don't want to hear about excuse. I want to hear production out of what you got yeah. on the field. That's what I want to hear. That's why you're the head coach. Figure it out. Excuses are like moral victories. Well, he has, we've won how many in the last five games? No, they've won four of five and they've played better yeah. as a defense. But I think, I think, and I've said this all along, I think the Vikings are gun-shy on both sides of the ball. I really do. I think they coach scared still. I think they, they got to let it go at some point. At some point, you got to blitz the quarterback on third and 12 and take a shot at getting a turnover. Uh, I at would some argue... Point, go ahead, Drew. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. They still seem like a little bit... They're holding back a little bit rather than just going, throwing caution to the wind and saying, <laughs> basically, fuck it. I, I would yeah. argue the offense yeah. has kind of gotten a little bit more aggressive. In, in recent games to an extent, but I 100% agree with you on the defense. The, the only game where I think they were aggressive and 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 set the tone of the game would be the Bears game in Chicago, uh, that Monday yes. night game. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. they just kind of they kind of sit and wait for things to happen, which it, until, until this year was not very characteristic of Mike Zimmer's defense. I, to Zimmer's credit, until this year, well, maybe a little bit last year, but his first few years in Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings defense set the tone and made the offense react to what they were doing. They, that has now completely flipped, and they're reacting to what the offense is doing. Mm-hmm. 
But now, along with the defense, the one thing that concerns me a little bit on this, okay, you know, look back to the Dallas game. We weren't blitzing and everything else because Dallas had the threat of the run. That's one thing Jacksonville does have, that James Robinson, a rookie out of Illinois State, he's got just shy of 900 yards rushing this year. He's got six touchdowns, and he's just he's 280 yards passing and a couple of touchdowns on top of that. So, I mean, they do have a running game. And if we're sitting back there scared that that running game is going to gash us like we were against Dallas, and we, I mean, Mike Glennon back there, I mean, he's basically another freaking uh, Andy Dalton type, you know. He's not. Uh, I don't know if he's that good. Um, He's a backup. And and the last time we played him, we beat him. Yeah, we played Glennon before, but. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you better like to to echo what uh, the rhinoceros is saying. You better watch out for James Robinson. I mean, you don't make the Drew big board for running backs at the draft if you're a scrub, do you? I mean, do you? <laughs> no. That, well, that he, was number, he was number nine. I, I had him at number nine on my list. I think, but I well, he, the Vikings defense every year in college. And he he was all you know. He's always been a good running back. How many you know, rushing yards we give up against the Panthers, Ted? You have any numbers in front of you? Uh, I can look it up real quick. Give me a second. If it's not a talk problem, amongst yourselves, be... I'll let you know. <laughs> I would like to know because I know Dallas gashed us, and I'm, I just don't know off the top of my head whether we did any better, whether we picked up a little better on the run defense versus. Well, there's your yards. Well, no, I'm talking about Panthers, last game, last week. Panthers only had Panthers only had 107 yards rushing. That's it. Which okay, well, the, they did, which is more than the Vikings that only had 96. Yeah, I think Dallas had like nine hundred. So I think it's a step in the right. Well, yeah. part, of, part of that was because Chris Jones did the, you know, on that run with. Uh, and they didn't have McCaffrey. He wasn't in there. He probably would have got more. But yeah, that's uh, true. man. When the Vikings are getting gashed on the run, their defense is like a hundred times worse than what. The, let's face it: the Vikings do the bend but don't break. They're going to give up yards twenty to right. twenty, and then Zimmer says right. we're going to clamp down. Look at the Lions game. They gave them all sorts of yards. They got down to the 20-yard line. Stafford threw a pick. Lions got the ball back, drove all the way down. Kendricks with a pick in the end zone. That's what their defense is. We're going to let them all the way down here to the 20. Then we're going to tighten up. They're going to oh, shrink the field and give them less place. The defense even did that, did that against Carolina last week, too. It was, you know, part of the problem was those 14 points they got in 10 seconds on those two turnovers we had. You know, otherwise, other than that, right. the – our defense only gave up 13 points, you know, so there was more of that there too, you know, and, but that, that's another thing that, you know, it's going to boil around on this stuff is we can't have these stupid turnovers. Like, you know, the, the two fumble return for touchdowns like we had last week or the two block punts that we had against Detroit a couple weeks ago, or, you know, and, or the, the muff, punts that we've been having, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's Ozzy Osbourne back there or Chad Beebe or whoever. And crazy train. Disclaimer, I don't want to see either one of those two back there returning punts anymore. I, I don't know who you're going to put back there out of its help with BC Johnson. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Speaking of injuries, here's your Vikings injury report. The only two people that have been listed as completely out are DJ Wanham and Irv Smith Jr. 
the hell happened to Wanham? Wanham hurt his uh, ankle. He that played through there, it. That time he busted his sternum with that uh, yeah. truck he got. And then back. Yeah, what about that run? Ted, didn't that remind you of Earl Campbell against Isaiah Robertson? When Wanham yeah. got stuffed his... I uh I I think uh those are just tweaks. They'll be fine for Mike Zimmer. What did Carla just say? Oh, we can't we can't go back to somebody's yeah, comment. The only, only reason, reason we beat Carolina is they stop. stopped running the ball. I agree with that. She's not. We wrong. never stopped. Carla. Carla is. They could. Carla's they could. Bringing the knowledge. Could should have run it down our throats the whole game. And you're. And the first yeah. half they were. I agree the with you, Marky. Carla's not. Ding ding ding. Knowledge alert. Ted, there's our buddy Ted. No matter what we yeah, do in December, the game yeah, that's off. true. Yes. Anyways, keep going. Hurt, yes. Jerome, I agree. So, Hercules needs to step up, especially this week, because he will be getting a lot of playing time with one amount. I got a question. Why is Gardner? Uncle Rico's sex machine Minshew not playing. I love that guy. Thumb. I want to watch him play. Stretch. Thumb on his he's healthy. playing hand. <clears throat> nah, he he supposedly broke a thumb or tore up ligaments in his in the thumb on his throwing hand. He was limited practice this week, but they ruled him out. I want the disco sex machine behind center for Jacksonville. That's I think why so I want too. to keep playing. But if you're Jacksonville and you want to lose to get a draft choice and their fans are rooting for the Jets to win so they can get higher in the draft, do you play Minshew or do you play Glennon? And they've chosen to play Glennon this week. Screw Jacksonville's fans because they got a thing going out right now. They're trying to get Unique Ngakwe put into the – freaking Pro Bowl so they get a higher draft pick from us from that stupid thing. There was a thing on social media I saw that they were they had a call out for all Jacksonville fans to go vote for Unique and Gakwe to make the freaking Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Christ sakes. Yeah, they're Honestly. they're avid they're avid bunch of fans. I can't I can't knock them for that. By the way, it's not DJ Clark. It's DJ Chark. Chark. Yeah, I had to do it from Dave yesterday on your. Well, I got it written down as Clark, but anyways, Chark. I think he's uh, probably their only other really. I feel bad. I can't really break down Jacksonville's team because, like I said, I don't know six guys on there See, right Clark. now. So <laughs> I, I, I literally, Clark. I literally There's... can't name. Besides well, Clinton got... and Minshew, I can't name two. I can't name two more. You got Keon Jaguars. Cole on no, the his offense. Name is Chark. C-H-A-R-K. That's his I name. may have misspelled yeah. it. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, there he is. They got Leviscus, you got Leviscus Chenault. Um, He's out, isn't he? He's hurt. No, I don't think so. Either I've got his way. Jaguars report. Here you go. Leviscus Chenault Damn. is not on there. You got your shit together tonight, Davey. Excellent. That looks like a, that looks like a CFL roster, man. <laughs> Sidney Jones, he was, he's leading their uh, – the team the interceptions that's something. Right. Uh, their their defense is hurting. Now they do have <laughs> Dude, if they're, they'd still be thirtieth in the league. Jesus. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, they are they're 
No, they're, they're 31st. They're 31st in the league. Bottom line is they're an NFL team. Right. And if you play, if you play shitty enough, you could lose to them. That's that's the only thing that really matters in this whole. They still do whole. have Miles Jack, Josh Allen's on IR. Um, those are your two best defensive players. Their uh, defensive back situation is sim- very, very similar to ours. They're playing rookies on rookies. Uh, they, listening to Locked on Vikings today, they play strictly a cover one defense where all their corners and their safeties are one-on-one, and they get beat all the time. They were beat on the fly. I think it was the fly route six times on the same route. So, Carl, I had that same thought when I was looking through the Jags roster earlier today. It's it's the (laughs) opening scene from Major League. This guy here is dead. We'll cross him (laughs) off then. Jerome talking about clean pocket. He may have a better one because it looks like my boy Ezra Cleveland will be back in the lineup. Which means Brett Jones disappears. Back into witness protection. He goes back into Sasquatch mode. (laughs) X-Files. Something that jumped out of my paperwork when I was crunching some numbers is the Jags have given up 30 sacks. So maybe this is this is a game we can get home with three or four. Maybe get three or four sacks packed up on our sides. So we shall nice. see. I mean, oh, are, they only, are, and they only have 11. They only have 11 sacks coming into this game total, the Jags. 11. Wow. wow. I mean, our our sacks leader hasn't played on our team for the last four weeks, so. What, hey, they only have 11 all season, Ted. So what does that mean Sunday? How many sacks will the Jags get? Four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a pessimist. God, I don't even know why you guys have me on the show. I'm such a pessimist. No, that, no that's, a, that, that's not pessimism. That's realism. That's what the shit that happens right. to us. That's hey, that lack that, of trust. That. Here's what. No, this is why it isn't pessimism. Yes, yes Steve. Yes. yes. Listen, going into that Dallas game, going into the Dallas game, the three previous games the Cowboys had, they totaled 41 points in those three games. And how many did they get against us? 40. Yeah. So, so it's well, not pessimism. Minus 13 in the turnovers and yeah. they won the turnover battle that game. I mean, that's just yeah. the kind of stuff that drives me nuts about the Vikings. Things you the think they should yeah. do so well in, they just went when they – you know, we talked about it earlier. It's just the playing, playing to the level of their competition, and, and it just is so so aggravating, so aggravating. You can't do it. Yeah, dude, you can't. Well, and if there's an obscure bad statistic that can be set during a game, <laughs> the Vikings are going to fucking do it. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many of those things we own in the NFL history. Back to back safeties. I mean, they got it. They, they pile uh, them yeah, up this three, year. Back three to- games in a row of safeties. Two block two, punts two in one re- game. Two <laughs> return touchdowns by the same guy within 10 seconds of each other. Uh-huh. I mean, you're, you're playing a shit team. Come out and kick their ass like you're supposed to. I mean, come on. Yes. Dude. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, yeah it, goes, it goes back to what, what um, a commenter Carla was saying earlier. Zimmer doesn't have that killer instinct. I, I think he'll get up. I can very, I can very well see this scenario playing out. The Vikings will get up by 10, maybe 14 points. They'll kind of milk the clock. 
try to run out, you know, trying trying to run the game out, and and they'll <clears throat> go three and out, three and out, or they'll commit a turnover deep in their territory, and Jacksonville will get like a kind of out of nowhere score, or like a special team something, or a, or they'll get a defensive touchdown, and next thing you know, with five minutes to go or four minutes to go, it's a seven point ball game, and anybody can win it. And and if they had, if they had. Uh, this the sex magic stud Gardner Minshew playing, they'd win the game. <laughs> Minshew mania, yeah. That, that never it never fails on the. I've seen so many times on the Zimmer teams when they have a lead in the second half, then all of a sudden it's three and out, three and out, three and out, yeah. three and out, three and right. out. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And at that you know point in time, why is when you why? Go, listen when you got when you got a 14, 17 point lead and you have a drive that 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 gets you like four first downs and then you have to punt and it eats off eight minutes off the clock. That's not a failure. That, 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 that actually, yes. that could work. It's the three and out, three and out, three and out. And you're just constantly giving it back to them. If you have a long drive and you get no points, but you're running clock that dr- drastically, that's a success drive. That's a good drive, but you can't just and have three and outs. And if nothing else, you punt. punt. You punt and then you pin them deep and you make them drive the field, something the Jaguars are probably not capable of doing consistently for an entire game. But I would love to see somebody on the offensive side go, hey, and somebody by meaning the offensive coordinator, let's go to say, let's pad the stats time. Let's dial it up and, you know, Thielen, you've got it. You're going for 12 catches today. Jefferson, you're going for 12 catches today. You know, and just try to run it up. I would love see, to the, see that on the I, offense. I think, yeah. On the yeah, offensive yeah, side. Yeah, you don't see that with this team, though, because Zim, it, Zimmer's mindset, once he gets a lead, he's just going to sit on it and let the defense do their thing and play out the clock. You know, we talked about this. Last but week, you can't you do that when you have the, no, you can't. But you, it, you have the, know, if you have the 20, 24th ranked defense, you can't play that strategy. You can't do that, team. no. But the right move is okay. If, like we said, you know, last week, whatever it was, if you're up by 10 points, you need to be trying to go up by 17 points. If you're up by three scores, you need to try to be going up by four scores. And once you get maybe, you know, into the middle of the fourth quarter, if you're up by 20 points or whatever, then you can start milking the clock and you don't have to. Right, you know, keep pouring the coals to the points. You can't if you. I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep about it if we keep running or if we do run it up and we end up with a putting a fifty burger on them, you know. But it just we don't <laughs> have that mentality. Sorry, I'm going off with Ted Bertrand. <laughs> Zimmer would have made Mahomes a cornerback, a cornerback. But, but no, be- I mean that's that's true. I, I mean, you know. Dave, you say no, I'd right, love Brian, to see. Right. I'd love to see Thielen get twelve catches, or or you know, whoever. But but that would require this killer instinct that the the Vikings, Mike Zimmer, Gary Kubiak, just they don't have. Man, they 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 play that. Why, why that don't they old have school. it, man? Why don't they have it? Why don't they I, have it? I I think it's because Mike Zimmer grew up in an era where running the football was dominant. Running the football and and. Suffocating defense was dominant. I mean, he played. He coached under Bill Parcells, who came from those those great Giants teams, and and he was on those then great Dallas, Dallas teams, teams that, that you know where they won those three Super Bowls in four years. And that was the 
you know, that was the the thinking and that was the philosophy and it worked. Yeah, yeah, and back I, when back when my Sharona was the number one song. Come on. It's, it's No, I agree. Yeah. But I mean, I he thought- hasn't evolved. You know, a guy like Andy Reid, bless his heart, evolved. And and look what he did with yeah. Pat Mahomes. I, I just you know, Ted made a good point. Um about I, I I mean I don't think it would have been that drastic, but I don't think a guy like Pat Mahomes would have had the success here he's had in no. Kansas City because the no, Vikings are just not. too rigid in their in their thinking as to what they think constitutes a, a, a winning formula. Yeah, Zimmer's running the team the same way in t- 2020 as he ran his defense and everything in 1994. Yeah, he's not going to yeah, let yeah. Mahomes take charge. Uh, he he makes like adjustments. Pat. Mike Zimmer would not yeah. let Mahomes take charge of this team like he does in Kansas City. Like no, Mahomes does. No, no way. I mean, so. Somebody, one of you guys, we were talking, we were talking the other day, and one of you guys mentioned, um, we were talking about Leslie Frazier, and and would would Frazier, who it was, who, what, it was, was you, Dave? Yeah. What, 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 what did you ask again? Because we're talking about um, Russell, and the Vikings didn't draft him, and Drew chimed in, well, Zimmer would have ruined him. I said, well. If he would have been drafted, that would have been on Leslie Frazier. Would Zimmer even have been hired at that point? Would Frazier and the Vikings gotten so much better that there wouldn't have been a need to fire Leslie Frazier and move on to Zimmer? Yeah, because like, cause like Wilson awesome. got drafted in 2012. And say say what you want about Leslie Frazier. Um, great guy, and he had pretty good defenses historically. But he was willing to take a risk with a mobile quarterback in Christian Ponder. That was that was Ponder's mo. He, I mean, he had a he had an okay arm, but he was kind of a dual threat guy. And and you know, you put you put Russell Wilson on that 2012 team with like Percy Harvin, and and that was your AP had 2,000 yards. I don't I don't know, man. That's you know they had they we had are, okay guys playing Green Bay in, in the wild card game. We're, we're sitting at home watching the wild card game, waiting for our second round matchup. If if that was the case. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a good question. But, yeah, I, it's just, we'll it, see. It I, just seems to me it, you're up by 10 or 14 in the third quarter. It seems like that be that's all the more reason to want to be up by yes. 24. Yes. You know? Yes, and then get into the fourth quarter and take your foot off the gas right. and yeah. put in all your back. Seven, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, it fine. Was, Not seven, eight minutes in the, into the third quarter, you're already going into coast mode. That, right. You can't no, do that. It, it's – and I said it way back. Uh, when we were talking about blogging back in the day, why don't they take the attitude that a college team does? Oklahoma would beat somebody, you know, 52 to 7 or something like that. And they go, why do you keep, keep it on the coals? And the guys would say, hey, I've got second string in and they're scoring and i got third string in and they're scoring, right? Because they're still game planning, no matter who's playing, to score. So... Why don't they do that in the NFL consistently? And there isn't a team one that I've seen. Maybe you might call Kansas City because they got the quarterback to do it. That does it regularly. They don't. They play a different game. And I'd rather see that 52-7. to Or if Ohio State runs it up on St. Mary's School for the Blind, 72-3. to You know, Or Michigan. Or Michigan. 
Well, that's St. St. Mary's School for the Blind. Probably the only one they win this week. I'm sick of your fucking Ohio State comments. I'm sick of them. (laughs) Uh, uh, You know what? I'm I'm calling Harbaugh, and I'm going to have him uh, intentionally drop that game next week so you don't qualify. I'm going to say just to you guys, man. Well, yeah, they might do it because of the hatred rules for Ohio State. Schools. They won't change the rules for anybody else. They'll change the rules for Ohio State. But but no, seriously, I don't I don't think I don't think a team can consistently score that much in the NFL because like you know we, we talked about the Jaguars being being a, a bad NFL team and they are, but everybody in their on their roster was all conference this or or all conference that or sure or all conference yeah. runner up and and right. th- there's there's teams in college you like you could take the week off against pretty much and you can be up 50 to nothing at halftime simply for the fact you could play a horrible game but you're at the athletes you have on on your team are just so much superior to your opponent that you're eventually going to wear them down and you're going to win you you don't very very rarely in the nfl do you get that i mean very rarely it's hard to to compare the two because yeah. the NFL is all, everybody's good. The players are all good, and in in college, you, know, you got your handful of good players. On, I mean, some of these schools have like five good players, and the rest are all just high school guys that couldn't get on with it. Yeah, didn't get scholarships. Right. Did you know? It all comes down to the big teams getting the big scholarships. It's easier to run up the score in college. But I would I would think that last time I really seen it in the NFL was Bill Belichick when the when the Patriots are really going good. I watched a, I watched a Patriot game against the Redskins. And it was like the third quarter, end of the third quarter, and the Patriots are up like 52 to 7. And fucking Belichick started running reverses and throwing deep slant. It was crazy, dude. He was running up the score. I mean, that's the last time I've really seen it in the NFL. It is harder to do at that level. It's extremely hard to do at that level. But that doesn't mean you don't stop trying. Exactly. Like Rhino Rhino says, you go into – the Vikings are obvious when they go into coast mode, as Rhino says, coast mode. It's obvious when they do it. They'll do that up the middle, up the middle, two-yard pass to the three, – Three and out, punt. Three and out, yeah, punt. Yeah. Three and, and out, punt. Be, oh, yeah, three, crap. Three, four, the other team is now three points behind us. What the hell happened? And on the last game thread, after they went up 7 nothing, I go, watch. They're going into defend the win mode. Um, it drives us crazy. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know uh, – and you get these people, well, you know, run up the score, up the score. No, if you don't want teams to run up the score on you, then freaking stop them. It's professional Otherwise, football. All that gentleman's stuff is all bullshit. They, if they want, if they could run up the score, that every coach would be running it up. They all would, dude. I mean, well, and, uh, you know, another good comment brought up by Carla is our offense is pure vanilla. We need to be using a lot more deception and creativity. And she's right. And that goes back into the, 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 create the, get up and just run the ball and try and eat the clock and and yeah. and get out of there with the win and I, I, I she's right in the fact that the Vikings really aren't very imaginative I mean they can be very imaginative I think they they've run they call some Kubiak calls some pretty good plays but they're they seem to be more the exception than the rule have when, you noticed the pattern over the last close. few games that if they run on first down they pass on second if they pass on first down they run on second. And it's becoming a pattern. And if we're seeing this pattern, and if beat writers are seeing this pattern, you know defensive coordinators are seeing this pattern. And you don't want to be in any sort of pattern if you're the offensive coordinator calling plays. You want to set up things, but you want to 
make sure things are unpredictable. Yeah, and I don't think the Vikings do a very good job of that. On on that note, though, I you know we talked about last week, you know, about how it seems like every time we have a second and seven or greater, we run the damn ball every time. I actually took a tally during the the uh, Carolina Carolina game. We had 14 plays that were second and seven or longer. We only ran on twice. It was because we ran on first down. Yeah, that may may be the case. But, I mean, you know, when we looked at these, a lot of these games before, it always seems like when it's second long, they're handing the ball off to Cook and he's going up the middle with it. Now, so the one time when you pay, do actually it. pay attention, then they don't do it. But which, um, Watch that this game, this weekend, to see if there's a pattern between first and second down and your second and long. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay here here's my request it's better, than, better than waking hey, up in a bathtub full of ice hey here's my request within the next month can we have bertrand and carla on this show i think after <laughs> no after tonight both of those people I mean, have earned it i mean this is fantastic you, thank, dave thank, you need for, stuff for your uh for Vlogmas 2020, you, you where we're going live every day of the month of December. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic comments tonight. I'm really having a good time with it. Speaking of Vlogmas 2020 and going live every day, tomorrow morning we're going to have on Tyler Fornis. Tyler Fornis joined us for the draft show. Tyler Fornis is one of those draft expert, experts. We have Tyler and Matt. Matt was Matt Foo Fighter. Matt. Um, but Tyler will be on and it'll be a new show called GMG with friends or something to that effect. I haven't built it yet, but we're going to be talking draft, um, prospects and needs for the Vikings. And do you think the Vikings have needs? No, Dave, I think they're a perfect team. No, 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 we're, it's we're, a we're Super Bowl roster, brother. We, we, we can just take, we can just take the draft off next year and roll right into 2021. Exactly, but maybe we could get maybe we can get Carla or Ted on for one of these weekends Saturday. Uh, most no, of those... there's no maybe. There's no maybe. You're the producer. Make it happen. Produce the show, Dave. <laughs> well, the the problem is I'm getting a lot of people that want to come on. Carla, uh, Carla, I know you can't see me. Here. Well, Carla, can you be on, can can be on the show? Can see you. She's watching. It's a live broadcast. She can see you. No, I know, but she might have went out to get a drink or something. Can you be on the show? Please answer on the screen so I can see. I want to talk football with you. And I All just right. want Ted Bertrand, whoever you are, just to come on and talk because you're a funny mofo. Uh, Ted's great. <laughs> Ted's great. <laughs> Absolutely. Ted's awesome. Um Ted and Ted. Wow. Yeah, Ted and Ted. Uh anyways, with that, we're at the time we need to wrap this up. Any last words there, Rhino? Uh I mean, this is another one of those games like we talked about before. We're just gonna have to have to uh you know, see how they come out. If they come out sharp, you know, put up points right away. You know, I think we'll have a good day. If we come out flat, you know, three and out on the first drive or something stupid happens, then we could be, you know, we could be in for one of those Buffalo games. I sure to hell hope not, but, you know. Oh, fuck. 
Oh no, I'm not calling for that. No, I'm not. I'm not either. But I'm. But you guys know what I'm saying. I mean, we talked about it earlier. You know, we never know who's going to show up. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Speaking of humor and Ted, Mr. Glover, last words. Yeah, I don't know that I'll be able to join you for the in the raw show on Sunday because I will probably be in the. Well, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I, I will probably be in the emergency room from all the chewing of glass I will be doing for the last four minutes of this football game that we're going to watch. <laughs> I'm probably going to need stitches for the inside of my mouth. Are you going to get I, to I, I see mean, it? I, I don't know. <clears throat> I, it, it's not. It's not on here. But I. But I have. You have, I have methods. I. I right. have. I have. Means and methods. I don't, if, because if I, I, can, if I, I can't can. see this being the national broadcast game at all. No, it's it's not. Uh, if if I if I can get if I can get to the game, I'll I'll let you guys know. And if I can if I can watch the game, I'll be on. It just sort of depends. Um, yeah, I you know I we all I think we're all in agreement. It, it's a game the Vikings should win by a very comfortable margin. It should be over by halftime. But we are probably going to be chewing our fingernails down to the bone with two minutes left to go. And it I. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, and that said, I hope I'm wrong. I want the Vikings to just beat the brakes off the Jags. I just, I do. I'd like to see them get to 500. And, and now it's, you know, it's anyone's ball game the last month of the season. But we'll see. Absolutely, Drew. Meow, meow, Viking cow. Not much I can add on to the two amigos that have already, what they've already said. Like I said, let's have a game where they come out fast go up a couple touchdowns, add on a couple touchdowns. By the early in the fourth quarter, Madison's in there. The Vikings are rolling to a cruise. Let's have a cruise win. That's what I want. That's probably not what's going to happen. But, again, how we say so many times, I'll just leave it right here. If the Vikings lose this game to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it'll be because they No! Maybe because Drew froze up. <laughs> it'll be because you froze up. It'll be because that. why, Drew? Yeah, it'll why be because it? the Vikings beat themselves. Okay. Yes. Ah, we yeah, don't want to see that happen. Yep. Hey. Well, that's the only way they're going. That's where they lose games. They, that they do it to themselves. It's not the other. It's usually not. It's usually not the other team. It's where Andy's doing. We snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Exactly. Oh, we're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank everybody that joined us tonight. And remind you, thank you, that uh, we have 15 minutes after the game, we go live within the raw. With Drew in the raw, I'm in the raw every week, baby, and maybe Ted. Uh, if he's not getting stitches in his face from eating all that glass. (laughs) But join us then on Sunday, 15 minutes after the game, and join us tomorrow morning. The show tomorrow will be tomorrow morning uh, with Tyler Fornis, and we're going to talk about draft needs because why not? Uh, It's a good time to start looking, and I know Drew's already started his draft prep. So hey, make sure uh, tomorrow, make sure you give uh, Tyler a hearty congratulations because he made the most important draft pick of his life a couple months ago and got married. Yes, he so did. he's a newlywed. Yes, he did. With that and Reggie, I'm not even going to say anything to that. What's up, Reg? <laughs> boom, boom, skull. Let's go, baby. Yeah!
Reggie, Reggie, how about that Gobblehorn game, baby? <laughs> hey, Reggie. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.